Today, answers matter more than ever before. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage customer questions with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to work for any industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant. 710 ESPN presents The Experience with Laverne Cusack. Where we go beyond the play and focus on athletes, fans, events, and the biggest issues that inspire and shape our lives. Here's the host of the experience, Laverne Cusack. Cusack. Cam Burns is the Australian-born star of the hit series Bringing Sexy Back, a reality series that helps everyday individuals adopt a healthier lifestyle and transform their bodies to reclaim their confidence with dramatic results. And that's now on Netflix. Cameron is a leading fitness and transformational expert for publications like Men's Health Magazine, Australia, Men's Health USA, and has become a recurring fitness expert on Channel Q's The Morning Beat. Cameron shares his message of mental and physical fitness worldwide, speaking for an assortment of Fortune 500 companies and health and fitness organizations. For more information, you can find him on Instagram at Cameron Burns PT. That's C-A-M-E-R-O-N-B-Y-R-N-E-S-P-T or his website, CameronBurns.com. C-A-M-E-R-O-N-B-Y-R-N-E-S. N-E-S dot com. I'm Laferne Cusack. This is 710 ESPN. Your sports station is 710 ESPN. The experience is now. Here is Laferne Cusack. I'm speaking with Cameron Burns. He is a transformational expert coach, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. Um, good day, everybody. Um, glad to glad to be a guest on your podcast. This is pretty cool. Yes, and for all of you out there, please go directly to his website, CameronBurns.com, which is C A M E R O N B Y R N E S, because. We need to learn how to be fit during the pandemic, but not only just fit, but be healthy and make wise choices. Cameron, can you tell me how you got into this industry and what led you to it? So it's nearly 20 years ago (laughs) that I got into the industry. I was actually a landscaper. I used to build gardens and pave paths and design garden beds and things like that. And uh, I guess I miss the personal interaction. And I always had, I, my, my parents had me playing three sports at any given time. So fitness and health and eating, like, you know, I grew up on meat and three veg every single night. So performance exercise was always a part of my life. When I go into the gym, I used to look at the trainers and going, my God, you have the best job ever. So around 22, I started studying, moved right into the city in Sydney near, and near the Bondi Beach. I just had, had just a whole career change at that point and just absolutely loved it you did three sports yeah what sports did you do always soccer that's a huge big thing in australia so every every little kid plays soccer i played tennis um i was a national like a state swimmer and then that then nationals for a short period of time baseball um i did a little bit of rugby with school and then um believe it or not in australia we played ice hockey oh okay so with all of those sports because when i look at your website and i see your physique it's like it it looks like well-rounded and 
uh, a lot of like the doctors that have come on my show and stuff like that, they're talking about how kids need to be put into multiple sports so that their muscles don't just stay on one sport or learn one sport, but yeah. you're more agile. Totally. Did that and help you? Down, yeah, definitely. Like the swimming, the swimming helps with core strength because there's so much rotation and body movement in that against water. It's like, it's like an aggressive Pilates, if you want to put it that <laughs> way, right? It is. Because all the strokes require different movements and spinal rotation and hip flexion and all these different things from breaststroke to backstroke and all these different amazing things. It's literally an aggressive Pilates and it's amazing, right? And then you have tennis where you've got load under swing, under torsion. So you're twisting. Soccer, you're, losing, you're learning mobility and agility with your feet and your legs. You've got baseball, which is hand and eye coordination. And then you've got balance and stability and force when you're playing ice hockey. So every one of those disciplines had something different. And my parents made me play piano. So therefore, I had hand and eye coordination and, and brain connectivity to put in the mix of all of that. Wow. Your parents, are, are, were they like overachievers? Were like, we are uh, going to create this vision of a child that is the greatest. <laughs> Actually, it had nothing to do with that, to be honest. Me and my brother, we're, we're very close at age, 18 months apart. So we were very active kids. And the only way they could wear us out was to make us be completely busy. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's the key, right? So, and we never got in trouble. We never got in trouble as kids. <laughs> That's great. So what was your favorite sport? Or did you do you have oh, one? Do you know what? Um, at the time, it wasn't my favorite, but now it is as tennis. Um, it took me a while to get good at it, but um, now I really enjoy it. Um, ice hockey was fun because it was fast-paced, right? So you're 30 seconds on, a minute off. Um, it's action. It's going. There's always something happening. So it I'm a little bit ADD, so I love that vibrance of the sport. And you're you head to toe in, in you head to toe in like covering gears, so you're not getting injured. It's not like playing rugby in Australia. You play football, man, you're getting hit hard with no headgear or shoulder pads. So I felt like ice hockey is a lot less dangerous sport. Yeah. So with that, your eye hand coordination, which I have no, none of, your swimming, all of that is CrossFit. Does that attract you since you do so many things can, can i tell you that crossfit came in a lot later in my fitness career so i was i was closer to 30 when it was born and i guess the way i lifted and the way i trained was obviously multi-plane so i, I had flexibility i had strength in different movements but crossfit is a completely different kind of sport it's aggressive there's a lot of what I refer to as chondra-indicated movements. So things where the bars go up and then behind your head, like your shoulder joint's not meant to do that, just so you know. Um, the, the way people squat their hips, not everybody can open their hip up enough to squat that low. So that's why oh, you can do some people with good technique and some people with bad technique. The, 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 the dynamic of their, their, their limbs, their, the size of their hips, all dictate what they're capable of. So CrossFit's great for some people genetically, and it's really not good for for others. There's only a very small part of the population who should be doing CrossFit. Interesting. Very interesting. So talk about the the squat squatting thing, because I don't think I'm meant to do squats, but <laughs> totally, right? 
so there's a lot of yeah. different things. Like um, if you see if you see someone who gains weight over their life and they're they're a six foot six foot um, guy and they're they're about three hundred pounds over that over their lifetime when they're putting weight on they're getting bone growth their their hips become wider than they should be to carry the weight so over ten years their 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 size will grow for someone who doesn't eat as much and has control their hips won't grow in their growth period and they'll stay the same so hips when you turn your legs out to then squat. The width of your leg dictates how your your hip joints that, that will actually let your body down. But also over a ten year period, the length of your your say hamstrings will change, and so will the tendons, and they will dictate how far you can go down. So for some people, if they start early, like in their early twenties to do CrossFit, that's a, that's fine. Their body will learn, adapt, and stretch. But if you're at thirty trying to do CrossFit and you don't have that natural disposition to the right length limbs and tendons and flexibility, you'll right. never be able to do it. It'll become a real struggle. And doing that squat, squat, get those nice low squats, it's never going to happen. In fact, you'll do a lot of damage trying to force yourself to do it. Really? Yeah. So. so- for when you're saying how your hips expand, so when I, I have a son, he's seven, he's great. Um, he, um, when I was pregnant with him, I literally felt my hips expand and pop. It yes. was crazy. Oh yeah, that's that's especially when you're pregnant. So your body creates the hormone that allows your hips to open, ready for childbirth. So it becomes more malleable for a female. So then they turn out and open so the kid, the baby can come out, but the hips, when the, the greater trochanter on the side wants to turn out to allow you to squat, that those tendons are super tight now. So when you go to squat, they'll click. The tendons will, and, the, and the, all, all the ligaments will actually pull across bones as you try and squat to keep it nice and tight. But everything's widened, everything's moved, and the angle. So it's like um, it's like engineering. It's a support system. Every time everything changes, that and the legs turn out the, the the load that goes on those joints changes and if if that ha- plane hasn't been happening for 10 years then oh it's God. not designed to so you're forcing them you're forcing something that's that's not been in that movement pattern to do something it's not supposed to do so sitting at sitting at home now i i was like okay i need to do squats and i i started and my right knee started hurting and then i was like okay i'm not I don't think I should do squats. So when you're, um, is doing leg presses the same or? It's not the same. Pressure? It's, 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 uh, okay. So it's perfect. So when you sit in a leg press machine where your glutes sit and the way your feet are placed, we call that a, con- a closed chain, right? So we can just push the weight away from us. We're not creating balance and stability at the same time, we've already got that fixed in the leg press. So all we're using is our quads and glutes to press heavy, right? So that's good. We can change our foot position because we're not trying to create balance and core strength. So our feet can go in multiple different places so we can control where the load on that knee goes. So for example, if you're not squatting, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're squatting, your ITV band is going to control, if it's tight, it's going to control what your knee's doing because it's pulling it in tight, right? So if you're in a leg press, you can put your feet tight and make it like a, like a, um, a, a close parallel press and you can take that load off that knee and you can control where your feet goes because you're not worried about balance. And your IP, oh. you can then stop putting load on that ITV and just do a quad press. Oh, I see. So I like the, I like doing the leg press because it doesn't hurt. 
But yeah. now I know why. <laughs> Bro, you can fix this, though. I'll tell you a little trick for everyone at home. If you're finding you get knee pain when you squat, get a seat that's a little bit lower than a normal dining chair, just a little bit lower. Put your feet together and then sit down in that chair, stop, and then stand back up. If you do that regularly, the ITB and the quad will start to recognize that movement pattern and allow the knee to catch up. Well, it's not actually the knee that's the problem. It's muscles and like your quad that's pulling that kneecap hard into that knee. So a couple of things that I do is I have a massage gun. So I run that down my quads either before or and after I, I do a leg workout to make sure that, that, that the pressure on that kneecap doesn't happen. I'm older now. I'm 40, right? So I'm doing preventative and, and recovery at the same time. Uh, you're young. You're a young in Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, don't give up on the squat. I'll, I'll tell you why. It opens up the, the whole chain from your glutes to your hamstrings, your quads, your calves, and your feet, even everything in right. your feet. It makes them work as one complete chain. So don't give up on the squat. Modify it and then grow from there. But be happy to go back to that seated squat. Okay, so you put your feet together in a ch- chair that's lower than a regular chair and you squat just, just down. Yep, yeah, and you sit in it seated, take all the weight off it, dig your heel onto the ground and then stand yourself up. So it's a stop and start exercise every time. Ten of those, I guarantee you, you'll start to feel those quads burning rather than your knee. So I was on my couch and I wanted to do like, you know, when you sit in the gym on that chair and then you raise your legs up and down Leg extension, up yep. and, okay so I put my legs over the edge of the couch and started doing leg extensions uh, trying to <laughs> you know just trying to do something yeah, yeah you totally. know actually I've got a better I've got a better solution for you um grab your dining chair and sit in your dining chair and if you've got any little dumbbells at home, like a five a five pound or a three pound or something, and you put that between your ankles and your feet, and and you can sit there and do the same leg extension with oh. a bit of load. And all you do is when you get to the top and straighten those legs, squeeze them for two two seconds. That's it. Just for oh two God. seconds, squeeze. Then let them down to the ground and let them stop. Take the load off and then do it again. Take it to the top and squeeze. That's a way better way to do that, those leg extensions. Uh, Cameron, you're making me feel like I can get fit during this pandemic. (laughs) So it's so funny with the people I work with online, right? Um, I know some of them are actually getting better results because they've literally changed their entire routine. So they're doing different exercises that they wouldn't have done before. They're probably eating, they're cooking more, so they're actually not buying processed food. They're eating at home. They're actually using HelloFresh. So they're literally getting a recipe bag and then they're just cooking it. They're not buying any extra food. So they're literally cooking their own meals and they're getting better results. Hello, HelloFresh. You need to contact Cameron because he's a great spokesperson. (laughs) So one thing that you touched on, and, and we'll get back to more tips, which are fantastic. So I did get sick. I thought I had the flu. Um, and um, I, I, I called the doctor. I waited a week because I was like, oh, okay, if I'm not feeling good in a week, I'll call. And he was like, why did you wait so long? And I was like, well, I just thought I had the flu, you know, whatever. He's like, oh, come on. So I was like, I was sick for three weeks and would go away. Like at the end of the three weeks or so, it would go away, then come back. Like I'd be fine. I wake up. I'm great. 
And then around two o'clock, oh God, I feel horrible again. I understand you went through a similar thing and you got tested. Yeah. So look, um, for me, it was kind of, it was about, about six weeks ago. Um, and it was really weird. I cooked myself in a, a beef slow cooked stew in my slow cooker. Eight hours, beautiful, right? I ate it, and then about two or three hours later, I was like, "Oh my god, this wants to come up." And I don't, I don't chuck up. I don't throw up. I'm not a thrower up ever, right? I'm like, "This is right, in my right. tummy. It's not doesn't want to go anywhere." So I threw up, obviously. And then about an hour or two later, I got the chills. I'm sitting on the lounge, just watching Netflix like you do in coronavirus, and I literally just started getting cold. And it wasn't cold at that time. We were having 90 degree days, right? So I, um, it was pretty late. So I thought, I'm going to go to bed, like rugged up, wrapped up. Um, I, was, I just messaged a, f- a couple of friends. Hey, look, I'm not feeling great. Check in, check in with me in the morning. Anyway, I woke up and actually was like, okay, like that's over. I have no, I feel fine now. My temperature's fine. Like I'm not, I don't have like the chills or anything. Uh, and I proceeded to have diarrhea for like, five or six days. And I thought I gave myself food poisoning. <laughs> I was like, yes. oh. So I just stayed in lockdown. I just took care of myself. And then um, so it would be about four weeks after everything. And I was like you, like two two weeks. I'd wake up in the morning. I couldn't get my stuff together. Like I sat on the lounge staring at this new screen for like an hour before I could be functional. I yeah. looked at my, my, my little workout station I have at home. I couldn't even touch it. I've got a, I bought a spin bike off Amazon, couldn't get on it, just couldn't. And I started feeling guilty. I started having this process in my mind, like, Cam, you're like the trainer. You're the inspo guy. Like, why are you not, like, doing your workout? And, and I started feeling this guilt and remorse. And then, um, then, then I started going, well, how can I, how can I, like, inspire other people to, to exercise during Corona if I'm not even willing to pick up my own dumbbells. And it really got to me. And I was feeling just overly overwhelmed and, and I just couldn't do anything every day. I couldn't even, didn't even feel like cooking myself. I was just making toast because it was the quickest and the easiest thing, right? Uh, yeah. So um, I have type one diabetes as well to add on to things. So I went in to go and get my checkup because I do regularly. Just I have to do every three to four months and just check my blood sugar levels and make sure they're right. So as I did that, um, took my blood and they did. They were doing antibodies and the testing there. So I said to the doctors, "Hey, hey, do you mind if I do it?" Signed up, went in, um, and they tested for both. Said, "You don't have COVID. That's great, um, but you have." And it was around three weeks, four weeks ago, oh. and I was like, "Wow!" And so I knew exactly on that second what it was that night. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I haven't been out. I have been social distancing. The only place I'd been was the supermarket, the only place. So I kind of like put two and two together and realized, cool. There's obviously people, even if people got gloves on, they're spreading, they're spreading packaging. So, um, and I would use, and I didn't, and I shouldn't have, people were telling me that they would buy packaging from the supermarket and then wipe it down with disinfectant hand wipes. So no packaging had anything in their home. And I, I kind of didn't do that. Um, so I'm assuming that's where I got it from. Um, but funny thing was, cause it'd been a few weeks, I knew, and in my mind, something clicked. And then I, within a few days, I started feeling better. I started feeling motivated and I just started doing a little bit of exercise. So oh, I set up yeah. three exercises, three exercises. I do 10 reps of each, three exercises, and then three rounds. Right. And then I'd jump on my spin bike for just 15 minutes. And that's literally all I could do. And over the, over every day, so, and there would be like, I'd do it for three days and I'd have a day off. And then I got back to it and then I added exercise in and then an extra round and slowly built back up to what I'm doing now. So I'm doing about a 45 minute workout every day now 
Yeah. Wow. And I, I put, I wheel the spin bike out. I put billions on and catch up on billions. <laughs> on right. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a real thing. Like you need, you need to be like engaged, but distracted at the same time. Cause when we're in the gym, doesn't matter what workout we're doing, whether it's cardio, whether it's a, a, a functional exercise or your weightlifting, we're distracted by everyone in between our sets, what they're doing, we're people watching. And at home, it's so hard not to get that extra stimulus in. So um, I've just found little ways now to, to keep me engaged while I'm doing that workout. Oh, that's and I'm back great. On track. The question is, are you back on track? Well, I, I did leg presses this morning. <laughs> oh, and yesterday I did uh, 50 minutes on the elliptical, which was right. great. So you're, so you're now at that point where your energy level, your energy levels are back, right? So, so your, your body's, your immune system's fought the virus. It's beaten it. It's taken over. It's given you antibodies, which means that your energy that was focused on your immune system is now going back to your other extremities, brain, muscle, and, oh and, that, and your glucose levels in your blood are back to normal. They're not being oh. sent to your immune system. Oh, yeah. You know, I I felt so bad. It was like I, I'm not doing anything and I'm just lying in bed. Oh, one thing you said is, um, I was, I was telling my husband, I said, I'm freezing, but I'm sweating. How can I be freezing and sweating at the same time? And you went through the same thing. That was crazy, right? It was just 24 hours. It literally was 20. That was it. Um, and the thing was, is that I'd never, I never have anything like that. So for me, I actually got really scared, but for the main point, I didn't think I had Corona. I thought I had really bad food poisoning. And because if I, if I thought for a second that I had Corona being type one diabetic, I have to go straight to the hospital because with viruses, this is the thing. Type one diabetes is not a life sentence. It's not dangerous. Even if you mismanage it for months, you are not at risk. But when you have a virus the virus somehow does something with the artificial insulin that you use and doesn't make it effective. So your sugar levels stay high and you can't bring them down. So they want you in hospital so they can just monitor you because if you have – some people are very bad at hypers where they've got really high blood sugar. I cope fine with it. I'm not an issue, but I still should go to the hospital. That's scary. Yeah. So I was going to best. I told my friends check on me because if I pass out or have a diabetic coma in my sleep, well, if I, if this is a virus or if it isn't, I just need someone to check in on me to make sure I'm still here. Well, that's something. So, so as you went along, your energy levels came back, but you're still doing, you do injections every day. Is that correct? Every day? Yeah. Every day. Five times? Yeah. Is there, how do you do that? Is there? I've got a little pen. Um, and it, it's sort of, it, it's, it's really basic. It just looks like a pen with a lid, like a, it looks like a texture. And mm. you pull the end off and there's like a little tiny, tiny needle. You, can, you can't even see it, right? You can't see it. It's tiny. Oh, okay. And then I adjust here, I adjust the, the amount of units. So if I have a very heavy carb meal, I put in lots of insulin. If it's like salad and vegetables, it's a lot less. So before I eat, I have to take the insulin. This is the gateway to my muscle and my brain. If I don't treat right. myself properly, my brain, it's like getting no energy. If you get tired and sluggish, your body gets sluggish. If I don't use insulin before a workout, I have no available energy. So it's like lifting with no pet. It's like, it's like driving a car with no gas. <laughs> what 
insulin do you use? What is that that you... It's called Nova Rapid, and it works within about 20 minutes and lasts for about two hours. Novid Rapid? Yeah, Nova Rapid. Nova. Oh, Nova Rapid. Yeah. All right. Another um, sponsor out there, Nova Rapid for Cameron <laughs> <Pam and> Burns. <laughs> Totally. Oh, my God. I love you. You're hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) But but that is a lot. I was talking to um, there's a security guard in our building for ESPN, and he was talking about how he has to inject every day uh, for diabetes as well. And he said he was going to there's a pump or something that you can. Yeah, that automatically things. does it. Yeah, so there's two getting things. that. There's a pump that you put. It looks like um, it looks a bit like a little chubby phone, like a little old flip phone. It's about that size, and it, you put it on a belt or clips on. But you've got to have this cannula that goes into your body at all times, which is unsexy. Trust me. And if you want to take <laughs> photos with your shirt off, it's not going to happen. And you and you're not the coolest person at the pool. Let me just. Tell but you. Cam, but Cameron, taking care of your health is sexy. True. When true. Uh, when you so, take care of yourself, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, he is fine as heck. <laughs> if you've got a six pack and your arms fill out your shirts and you have a pump, you can probably pull it off. <laughs> okay. Uh, I did say years ago when I did get it, I said I'm going to make diabetes sexy again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but now, now I use this thing called a, a CGM, which is a glucose monitor, and it's a little device on my back, and it sends a, a sends a, a Bluetooth message to my phone um, every five minutes, so I have an app, and it just continually tells me my sugar levels. So throughout the whole day, I just monitor. It tells me, hey, you're going a little bit high. I just take some insulin. If it's going a bit low, I just eat something. And it, it means I, I can act like I don't actually have diabetes. I'm not always pinpricking like all the time. So I can live more like a normal life than, than, than you ever have before in the history of diabetes. That is great. And it's great for kids because um, if you're a a kid at school, they put it on, the app can send reminders to the teacher at school or to the mum. So at any point they're going high or low, everyone gets a warning. They can go and take care of the kid. Where before they would crash or have a hyper and they wouldn't really know. It'd just be random. So the teachers would have to be alert all the time. Now they're getting these signals and and also to their watches. So if they've got an Apple Watch, the mum doesn't even need their phone next to them to get the warning, which is amazing. The diabetes, managing diabetes now has become safer, more safer than ever. Oh, my goodness. I don't even think it, it doesn't hold me back in any way. Right, right. But I, I can imagine for a mom or dad to have a child and then you're diagnosed with diabetes, how yeah. you can feel a bit well, overwhelmed. Yeah, they don't really know much about it. So when they're told that they've got diabetes, they they the only thing I can simulate it to, it's like a parent being told their kid has cancer. That's the, the, the closest thing because their knowledge of diabetes is so small, they don't understand what it is, how it is, how to process it. And the first first year or two can be very traumatic when the kid has a hypo and starts shaking or passes out. Um, my, my sister-in-law is actually a school teacher and she has two young girls that have type 1 diabetes and she, she tells me about and she because she's learned a lot from me anyway, so she's very calm and she knows how to deal with the parents now. And we've, right. we've actually convinced them to go on a CGM so everyone's monitored and now the kids are kids are functioning and living a normal life like a little kid. They're not being called over to the side saying, hey, pinprick time, you know, and feeling like a different kid. Now they feel like a normal kid with all the other kids. 
So we're trying to make changes and helping little kids with type one have the real kid experience, not that they're different. Oh my God. Do you do a podcast? You need to do a podcast about this. Really? <laughs> I mean, do you yeah, really? I would love to. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of valuable information, but Cameron, I'm glad you're on my show. <laughs> well, we also, the other side thing too, is these CGMs are great for kids who play sport, right? So the kid be in a team sport running around the football field or playing soccer or anything, and it's waterproof. It could be in the pool. So anytime a kid's playing sport, the par- parents don't have to worry now and have that, oh, no, you can't play sport. You've got type 1 diabetes. This thing allows the kids to play on a fo- – oh, my God, Johnny, come off. You need some sugar. Come over and have some orange, <laughs> you know, and it means the kids can now completely be like a normal kid. That's awesome. I'm so glad, like, technology caught up with, you yeah. know – there's some, elite sport. There's, a, there's some elite athletes across all the sports who have them as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of uh, this one young boy. Um, there's a – what's that blood disease that if you Lymphoma? cut yourself – when oh. you cut yourself, it keeps bleeding? Oh, uh, hemo – something hemo. Right. I know what it is. I just hemo- can't remember. Right. It's, it's where the blood doesn't clot anymore. Right. So I interviewed a mom and she was just in fear Mm. of her son going out and playing baseball and doing any sort of activity. But, you know, I I, and I know that it's different than type one diabetes, but it's still the same fear factor. Parental fear. Yeah, because things like bruising and all of those things become a problem, right? So, like, even just touching the kid becomes a problem. Like, someone gives them a bit of a knock. And and the problem is, and and this is what I've seen with other people who are my age with type 1 who had nothing but fear put into them, they don't do anything. They, they don't, their parents never let them leave the house. They didn't let them have go to, they were scared mm-hmm. to go to birthday parties because there'd be birthday cake with sugar in it. You know, right. things, all these things that you can manage properly with diabetes now that's not fearful. I mean, I, I'm partial to a bit of chocolate cake. Trust me. <laughs> <But I'm> <laughs> <happy>. <laughs> right. I'm glad you mentioned that. And I know there are a lot of people out there with type one diabetes. You know, I have so many friends and coworkers that have it. And this is my way. I'll get them back in doing anything. (laughs) Right, right. The experience never stops. Never stops. On your station, 710 ESPN. Here's Laverne Cusack. I'm speaking with Cameron Cam Burns, fitness and transformational expert. All right. So with COVID, we're talking about if you had it, you may not eat properly or um, you're saying that some of the nutrition that you have is going to heal your body. What are some things that we can do to eat properly in this pandemic? And even if you are sick. Okay. This is, I love this topic. It's one, something I feel passionate about and it doesn't actually just have to do with COVID, right? This is, this is everyday. This is everyday things we should be doing to nourish our body for healthy, normal functioning organs and immune systems and brain positivity and all of this stuff. The more we eat processed foods or foods that don't have enough nutritional value, we, we call it micro, micronutrient values within our body that we store up when we eat 
nutrient-dense food, right? We don't just pass it out. Like if we're eating like uh, broccoli and, and all of the greens and all of the reds and the yellows, and everything, we all get different things out of it. Our body will store them up and use them as they need it, right? If we have poor nutrition for a period of time, everything, all the decrease, they all decrease and we all need to restore them. But when we're in deficiencies of different things, our body can't work. Every part of our body requires bits and pieces, like our immune system needs certain vitamins and minerals to be functioning at its peak, right? Mm -hmm. So when we eat poor food, poor nutrition, or we're missing out meals or doing those things, things suffer. Things that perform in our body that we need for everyday function, like our immune system, suffers. Now, we want to make sure in times of COVID that we're eating nutrient-rich vegetables, fruit. Um, and it, do you know what? It's not a lot. I'm talking like a bowl of vegetables, one piece of fruit will give us enough of our daily intake. But when we're being lazy and feeling, oh, I'm just at home, I'll order Postmates, I'll order pizza, I'll do this, and it becomes regular, <laughs> you're literally... Yes. You're actually affecting the performance of your immune system. Now, we see that there's totally different reactions to COVID. Like your experience with COVID was completely different to mine. But both if we were in worse health condition, we would have more adverse reactions and results. So if we weren't fit and healthy and we weren't moving, we weren't trying to eat healthy, even if it's only 60% healthy and we're only moving four or five times a day, we're still in the better safe area for a healthy immune system, right? But if we were poor and we were eating poor food for, say, two months on end like people have been now or not moving as much, their reaction to COVID, their body won't be able to fight it as well or hold it off or recover as quickly from it, Right. Make sense? So yes. we want to we want to boost and charge our immune system for it to being functionally fit and fighting. So if we're exposed to COVID, the damage is minimal rather than being a repressed or suppressed immune system that's only firing at 50%, it can't battle it. That's why it turns into pneumonia. If your immune system, especially the older people, their immune system's already lower in performance. That's why they get the pneumonia and that's why they're on a ventilator. When we, we want to try and prevent that. So if in some cases that you do get and contract COVID, you want to be eating healthy, fully functioning, strong immune system and physically fit to get over that sooner because we only, we only were suffering for three or four weeks or two or three weeks, three, yeah, three to four weeks. For us, some people can take two months. We don't want that. Right, right, um, right. I, I want to clear something up really, really here. Harvard University has done many, many studies and done their own research um, through other, um, uh, I guess, uh, studies that have been done. There is no way to mega boost your immune system. Those things we see at CVS or any of those pharmacies that say, hey, immune boosting supplements and vitamins and things like, you can't overcharge your immune system. You can only get it to perform at its best. That's it. There's nothing that boosts it, right? And the only thing that boosts it are natural vitamins, minerals, collagen, all of this stuff that helps build our body can do that. So you want to be eating healthy vegetables fresh. My, my rule of thumb from now, since I've been through COVID and, and I, I always eat healthy anyway, but my rule of thumb is if I'm eating it, it has to be alive. It has to be alive. So fresh produce. Alive? It's oh. alive. Get it? Live. So, so I'll buy an apple. It's alive. It's got live, it's got live cultures, live organisms. It's a live piece of fruit, right? It's not dead because if it was dead, I'm going to throw it out. Same with meats, uh, anything like that, like, if it's alive and it can go off, it's good for your body. Yeah? Yogurt, right. it can go off. It's good for the body. Anything anything that has an expiration date is good for your body. 
if it comes in a box or a packet and it can go off and, and, and be destroyed, then don't go in. You know, anything is frozen fruit, um, frozen vegetables, they're all good because they're frozen so soon after they're being picked that they've still got nutrients. So they're fine. I'm all good with that. But anything that has a process in it is going to do two things. It's going to give you less energy and less nutrients, but it's also going to focus energy to break it down and then get rid of it. You don't want to waste time on that. It's like having like it's like a bad relationship. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cameron, one thing that I've noticed about uh food or whatever um during this pandemic is that now I can taste like I I I said something to my husband the other day. I can't remember what I ate, but I was like it tastes like metal. I go this it, it I, like I can taste like the yeah. not goodness of something, you know, you, you become so, talking so about, totally right. sensitive. like alcohol, alcohol is <laughs> alcohol. I know it has a lot of sugar and you know, well, it depends which I, what it depends which alcohol. Oh yes. Okay. What about tequila? Actually, no, it's very low. It's actually, you're looking around 150 calories per shot. That, that on itself, if you're having it a shot or mixed with like a, something with zero calories is probably a safer option than anything else. Like it's better than wine, better than champagne, better than oh. yeah, it, so many other, other things. Any pre-mixed drinks, like, you know, you're better off having it. If you're going to have it, have it, have it straight up. <laughs> it's so funny. Cause, um, back in the day when I used to work out, I mean, every Every morning at 4 a.m. Not, not after, right, not after my son. I was like, I need to sleep in. But um, I went to the gym and I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I was talking about something I drank and this guy looked at me and he goes, we don't drink alcohol. <laughs> well, we're not real people. I'm just saying. It was so funny. I felt so bad. I I was like, oh right, we're here at four in the morning. We don't drink alcohol, right? Well, anyway, I I I, I think you're a real person, and you have <laughs> and you act like a normal human. And and I'd like to think that I'm pretty much up there as well. Look, um, look, if I'm on a strict schedule and I have six weeks to be in this shape for this thing, totally, I'm gonna like, uh, I'm not gonna do it. If I still want to have a beach body. I am totally being social. I am totally going to have a few drinks. Um, I'm going to make sure they're not high sugar. I'm diabetic, so I don't want to take insulin. So I'm going to say I'm having the least calorie drinks possible. But at the same time, look, mental health is a real friggin' problem, right? If right. I have two or three drinks, I can forget about everything else. Because don't forget, I'm responsible for other people's welfare. That's my job. I'm helping yes. people. If I can have two or three drinks with my friends and forget about life for a moment... Man, that is that is self that's self care. <laughs> yes, yeah. And if I have to be that person where I have to cut everything out. I'm not happy, and I don't think those people those people are missing out on so much. But again, like if you're an elite athlete and you've got a job and you've got a game and a match and you're in thing, cool for that period of that competition. I'm like all for it. You are in that zone. You don't need the distraction. But off season and you're still training for sure. Let down. Mm-hmm. Have some fun. Be responsible and all that, but at the same time, those people who are like cut it out, it's like, cool, you you have to do that because that's the only way you can do something is if it's all out. But for the average person, that's not for us. 
Right. So on your website, Cameron, again, CameronBurns.com, B-Y-R-N-E-S. Yeah. So you talk about a keto diet. Yeah, I mention it. Um, I don't look, I'll tell you why I mention and talk about because as a diabetic, um, bringing down my carb intake and focusing on protein does two things. Puts me in keto acidosis, which is not always healthy. It's not always a good place to be in for a long term. But for, say, two to four weeks, it's an amazing place to transform the way your energy system works in your body. There's a shift from carbohydrates and sugars for energy to fats and proteins for energy, right? And it takes about a week on average, give or take, to get into that place. And what happens then is your body will break down body fat and use it for energy. But let me tell you this, with all warning, it's hard to get to the first week. Your body goes, cool, no energy coming in. By day three and four, you're extremely tired. You're, it's like you're starving for like anything that has carbohydrates in it, anything that's got sugar in it, you're like asking for it. And your your willpower needs to be at its highest. And then you get to that, that point where it finally switches over and you wake up in the morning and go, oh, my God. This is so easy. I love this. This is great. Mm-hmm. But you are burning a, an, a, a limited amount of energy, body fat, that is body fat. You're burning up a limited and you're going to get, you're going to run out of it. You're literally going to run out of it at some point. That's why I say it's only a short term thing that works because you can't sustain it. It's not maintainable. But if you want to, if you want to shock your body, burn some body fat, change and actually, Trust me, you actually feel good because you don't have the highs and the lows of carbohydrate intake where you get that carbs and especially if it's a fast carb or sugar, you spike up really quickly, have lots of energy, and then you slump down later. You don't have that with keto. So you kind of feel better. You feel a little bit more stable. But again, not maintainable. But it's good for insulin because it means I nearly halve or reduce by three quarters even the amount of insulin I take because I'm using fat for energy, not sugar. When you say keto, so it's no carbs and it's like meats, no like no breads. Well, let's let's clear this up. It's no carbi carbohydrate dense food groups. So let's be specific. If you're eating vegetables, I'm still going down for potatoes and sweet potatoes and anything pumpkin, all of that that has energy value, like it's got calories, it's got carbohydrates in it, but it's combined with fiber and it's a slow release. So the energy is slow. So you can't go no carbs in keto. It's impossible. It's not right. It's not even healthy. So carbohydrates are fine. It's what we say is reduced, like down by 80, 80%, reducing your carbs, increase your vegetable and fruit intake combined with protein. That makes so sense? It, it does. So because we're more or we're less active in this pandemic, should we cut our calorie intake to where, oh. I mean, by, and ha- by how much? Oh, so look, I would, I would say your meals should consist, the minimum food group should be the carbohydrate, right? Small amount. I'd say like a little handful of rice or pasta. I wouldn't be doing carbohydrate dense food groups, meals because like, which is what? Like a pasta, Pasta? like a spaghetti, like anything that's got like a pasta bake, a tuna bake, all all those sort of things that are um, are like pizzas, making homemade pizzas. I've noticed it. I do a little chat with my friends and people online and that they're having toast for breakfast or cereal for breakfast because they're at home, right? Um, Then they're making themselves a sandwich and then they might have pasta at dinner and you go, hey, dude, do you know you just had three energy rich 
carbohydrate dense meals three times a day <laughs> like right. so and they've all got gluten so if you're doing this three times a day over two or three four even like two months your cut your gluten sensitivity starts to develop people go oh my god over over corona i've become gluten intolerant no you've just had gluten three times a day and your body's like going be smart about it right. <laughs> so, so i i say this when i grew up Pretty much nearly every single night, except for every now and then, mum got a little creative. We were meat and three veg. Now, for me, that can apply to lunch and dinner, meat and three veg. Stick to the rule. A piece of chicken, broccoli, carrots, uh, potatoes, whatever. Right. Meat and three veg. That, that is literally the healthiest meal that you can put on your plates and get nutrient-rich, dense food from. We don't need to be creative. You can put a little bit of brown rice. You can put any anything, a little bit of carbs in there is fine. But I can tell you now, even without the carbs, with a plate full of veggies, you're going to fill up. There's no, there's no, nothing about it. We just get a little bit bored and forget the basics because we can, we can bake, we can boil, we can mash, we can do so many different things with vegetables. It doesn't, it, it's, it's just got to remember what grandma used to cook you. Right. Cameron, I wanted to bring up uh, something about, you know, food and nutrition. And you're saying that people with diabetes, you know, people that are in the higher level of dying from COVID are uh, minorities. Um, And I was talking, I can't even remember who I was talking to because, you know, my mind, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But the, the person was said something about, well, go get fresh fruits and vegetables, not everyone has access to fresh fruits and vegetables. I was, I told this person that there was this mother I had interviewed that she didn't have a car. She had, she was the single mother. And the only thing that was in walking distance was, um, like a, a convenience store that has potato chips and all of that and donuts and whatever. So that's where she would shop for her kids and her kids were obese because there wasn't any fresh fruits and vegetables around. And and what happens is with processed food, it changes the hormonal structure within the body, right? So it's like any medication, there's side effects. Same with food. If you're overexposed to something or you have a tin, tin food that has processed components to make it last, those kids' hormonal release becomes very different. It might suppress testosterone and increase estrogen, so therefore they're putting weight on really quickly. All these different things happen, right? Things that happen within the brain chemically. So um, I totally understand where she's coming from. Um, and I feel bad because, like, she's trying to do the best she knows how. Right, but this is this is this is one thing, and and she's probably under stress, got very little money. She's probably struggling, and 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 she's finding like that the only energy she has is to do that because she don't forget she wants to be the best mom she can, but she's beaten down and suffering. She's like just trying to make some money. She's trying to keep the house running. She's trying to keep her kids safe. She's trying to put food on the table. She's trying to figure out what she's going to do to survive and keep the house and all these different things. Um, and I say, look, the first the first thing, she's got to learn how to, to, to calm down, calm her mind. And this goes for anybody, but particularly in this situation. Take time for yourself. Sit outside. Just allow yourself to I, – I, I'm ADD, so I can't meditate. But what I do is I see myself out of the planet, in the universe, looking back at Earth. Therefore, I'm not thinking about anything else. So then I can think of all the things that I want to happen. And 
for in that situation, this is this is this is what I've heard happens now. That single moms or people that don't have the money, they talk around their community and start trying to get to know people in their street, and they all get into one car together. Like there'll be three or four of them, and they all go to a supermarket like Costco's together, or to a supermarket together, and they buy bulk, and they all chip in and split it down the middle where apples end up being fifteen cents. You know what I mean? So that what 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 I would like to think COVID can provide for people is that that putting them back into a corner where they have to think outside the square and reach out to other people and go, I don't want your money, I just want some help, right? And do you know what? It's very unlikely for people to say no. And if they do, that's their that's their choice, and they they want to protect themselves and think that COVID's going to come and get them, and that's fine. They're allowed to think that. But this is that time where communities and streets have to help each other out and put out a hand. And there's also, this is the other thing, um, when people ask for help, most of the time people will offer. If they've got leftover fruit, vegetables, potatoes, anything. So in that situation, and I know it feels helpless for these these parents that are single and they've got kids, but you've got to remember that that you're also, as a parent, your role is to give your kids the best opportunity forward. And if you can give them the best nutrition, they're going to be in best physical health, mental health. Don't forget, these kids that are overweight are going to battle with mental health. So your job is to, like, take them out for a walk. Like, that's free. Um, talk to them about what healthy food is and start giving them rewards for eating better. Try try to and because the resistance is the kids just want to eat the junk food, right? That's their resistance and they're like, I can't deal with this fight right now. I don't even have the energy to survive. So you've got to try and get that kid on board to go, cool, well if I do this, I'll help this or I'll give you this or I'll do this with you or whatever. I'll give some more spend some more time with the kid. But you've got to you've got to find different ways outside of just surviving because we can't just be in that survival protection phase. We've now got to think of this is the new norm. How can I be resourceful? Right. And that itself is not even easy, right? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's hard. Reaching out to your community and your friends and asking for a ride to a supermarket or a local local markets. Do you know know the local markets when they open up, it's going to be amazing. I love how you put it because it's it's more of a solution. And I mean, you being a transformational coach, it's well, I hear excuses all the time. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh so you have to deal with that, right? <laughs> I, I so- do, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I always have. and But the thing is, I always have a solution. But some people, and just, just hear me out, some people choose to be the victim because it's easier than following the solution, right? And I want to say that again. Some people choose to be the victim because they don't want to put the effort into the solution because they're hoping at some point someone's going to come along and take care of them or give them something or do something for them. And that's not the case. If you're trying to make a change and trying to make a difference and putting in effort and asking neighbors for help and handout or, or ride to the supermarkets or to the mar- or to the local green grocers or stuff like that, people will help because they're seeing you trying to help yourself. Exactly. People don't want to help people who aren't willing to help themselves. Show the initiative. Take a step. It may be uncomfortable. And trust me, it is all uncomfortable. When you're reaching out to your community or asking for help or asking your neighbor for help, it is uncomfortable. But when they see you making effort, they will reward you. Uh, I think that's beautiful, Cameron. Um, With your children, like, you know, I was telling you about my son. I've noticed that he's put on weight during this, Mm. which, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, his belly's getting bigger. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, we do take them out and walk and do scooter yeah. rides. It's not that. Do we? 
do we limit his I mean, do we limit his food? I, so, I can't limit his food. I mean, that would, I don't know. But you can take, you can take things that are carb dense and replace them with fruit. Um, the biggest thing I find with kids is that they do get bored really quickly, especially being at home. They're not out. You know, they're usually building up lots of energy in the classroom anyway. All kids are burning way more when they're getting to school, being at school, coming home, they're tired, you know, when they get moody and all that stuff. Um, the biggest thing they're sitting around, they're playing a game or they're doing some schoolwork and then they're just going snacking to have that mental break. The same way people at work go out for a cigarette, they're doing, the kids are doing the same thing with snacking. It's true, right? The biggest right. thing, my mum used to always say to me, and she never had chips or things in the cupboard unless it was a birthday party or we're having a barbecue, you know, and everyone's coming over. Um, my mum would say, Mum, why isn't there chips? Why like, she goes, well, if you want something, there's apples and bananas and there's grapes in the fridge. Uh. Do it. So the thing was is that, so this is one thing kids don't, for some reason, don't like fruit out of a fruit bowl, but they'll eat it if it's in the fridge because it's cold. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> um, actually, I worked with this really cool kid for a whole of last year and his mum periodically throughout the day would take a little bowl and cut the fruit up and then put it next to him. And oh. what did he do while he's on his computer? We'll just eat the apple pieces. He would never though, on ever once did he ever go and get an apple or cut it up or sit down there and eat it. But if it was oh. put next to him, he would snack on the apple. Yeah. Like, right, that's, that, that's kids for you, right? Exactly. And yeah, that's, and I actually did that the other day. He was on a Zoom call for his school. Oh, class, yeah. He's in, he's in first grade. Um, oh, and cool. he was just sitting there eating his apples on the Zoom call. And I was like, oh my God, my baby. <laughs> yeah. um, another, another quick trick. Another trick. Now, look, they're not cheap, but it is better. Better the devil you know than the, than the snack food that your kid's going to eat, and that is blueberries in the freezer. So you, you take the punnet and you halve it, you keep an old tray, and I freeze them so that the tray, they can go to the freezer, take the tray out with them, and they're frozen. And they take a little while to eat because they're harder and they're crunch-worthy, so they feel like a snack. And I've never had any kids really have any problem with that. What about, um, what is that? The sea, the seaweed things that come in those packets. He loves those. Really? Because the they're salty, right? That's another thing too. When, 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 when we get bored, we actually, we, we either want savory, which is salty, or we want sugary, right? So the things are like, and I guarantee you the, the, why he likes it is there's a crispy crunch. Kids just want to <laughs> chew and bite down on stuff. <laughs> I swear to God, honestly, that's it. So, there, so it's not good for him. No, it's uh, great for him. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yeah, a bit of, his, bit of his, if he's having a lot of salty foods though right now, and this is for everyone to understand. If your salt intake's gone up, so has your water it retention. Has. I know so, it has. Yeah, so your your where where you normally carry a bit of body fat will feel a bit more squishy and a bit fuller. And it's literally water weight. Like the salt and carbohydrates bind together and they need water to, to make the molecule. And then that sits in the fat cell and expands. Oh, my God. Cameron, I'm so glad I'm talking to you. I feel inspired. Another reason, so this is another reason why keto is a great thing for four weeks because it takes all the water weight out. So within the first week, you don't you lose weight on the scale. It ain't fat yet. That is just your water, water and your carbohydrates dissipating from your fat cells. So people don't understand. They go, oh, my God, I lost so much weight in the first week. They're like, yay, good for you. But it's not really. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to lie to you and think it's fat. But no, that's just water. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. There's just so much to learn. And, I mean, I think we could all take the time to learn more about ourselves during this time. And I I definitely have. And I'm so glad that 
I was able to get on the elliptical machine yesterday yeah. and do a little leg lifts. Do you have any other tips for us, uh, Cameron, that we can do to stay healthy during this pandemic? Oh, look, working out at home and home, I think even for me, has been the biggest challenge I've had in a long time, right? Um, but so what... what <laughs> You're going to laugh. This is what I do. Um, so I'll set up, I'll decide what I'm going to do for the day. So I don't feel like I've planned out the whole week of exercise because otherwise I'm like, it sounds like so. <gasps> right. It's so overwhelming, right? Oh, stupid. So I'm making a daily game, right? So I literally get my little notepad. I have my coffee, my kitchen counter, right where we are right now. And I literally write out five exercises, right? I just write out the names of them. I want 10 of these, 10 of these, 10 of these. How many times am I going to do it all? I'm going to do it five times, right? But instead of me making like a full-on circuit and be aggressive with it, what what I generally do is I'll do the five, like the five exercises in a row. In my little break, I'll go and clean something or I'll put the washing on or, fill the, or empty the dishwasher. And then I come back and I do the next round. And then after I've done that, I might go, cool, I need to, I need to, put, um, I need to go put the washing machine on or put, put something from there into the dryer, take a moment. I might have some water. I might quickly look at my emails. And then I do the third round. And can I just tell you, I get through the whole workout rather than being distracted and do something else. It works. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to try well, that. Trust me, it is so good. And in underneath the five exercises in the notepad, you go, here's my five chores that I need to do in between. It's a, it's right. a no-brainer. And chores, uh, according to my Fitbit right here, uh, you burn calories as well. So. They all do. Can I, can I just tell you, it doesn't really matter about how many calories you're burning a day. It matters about how many calories you're consuming a day. That's it. Because I've proven it time and time again. On, I've had so many men and women do my, my program, not even mm-hmm. do the exercise, just follow the controlled, like if it's women 1,200 calories a day, just follow that for five weeks or six weeks and lose, well, at six kilos. So I'd say like 10 pounds just from controlling the calories in. So, they don't do no workouts. They may go out two or three times a week for a walk, but they're, they're really watching and following that plan to a T and not putting any extra calories in a day no matter what. I, I, heard, uh, I heard that like fitness and like getting your abs and whatever, it's like 90% what food you take in. One hundred percent. Like anyone that I put on a cover of a magazine or anyone I've done a transformation with, the only thing that I like, God damn you with your bloody food, is always nutrition. The workouts, the workouts are great for motivation because when you exercise endorphins, you feel good, you physically achieve something, you keep tonality, blood flow, circulation, all the amazing things that happen. But it is not the ultimate fat burner. Like, people don't understand. Like, I, I personal trainers go, well, you can't lose weight unless you lift heavy weights. I'm like, yeah, you're wrong. You're very, yeah. very wrong. <laughs> Eat, control, portion size, nutrient dense. You, it's like, actually, it's funny. I'll put it like this. It's very simple. If you eat healthy food, your body will function perfectly the way it's supposed to. So it gets rid of the stuff it doesn't need. So the half, the, the, the bit about dieting and controlling your calories in is about energy in, energy out, right? When your body knows how many calories it's getting every day, it goes, oh, we're getting plenty of food in. We don't need to keep this body fat. Let's just get rid of it. You're not burning it. You're not, listen to me, it's not about, if you're dieting, it's not burning body fat. 
it's releasing the fat cells, saying we don't need to store it. We're not in we're not in hoarding phase anymore. We are we've got enough energy coming every day to function, so we can let go of the body fat. We don't need to store it anymore. We're not in storage. Right. If you right. starve yourself at like a thousand calories, sure, your body will make the shortfall up in body fat, make the shortfall, and then you'll start burning body fat. But it's non-sustainable. Make sense? Uh, yeah. So, what is okay. to be fat? They're not meant to be fat. You're supposed to eat enough food to function until the next time, and it's energy in, energy out. So, okay. So, two things. So, one, Weight Watchers, you can eat any fruits and vegetables all during the day. Like, yep. it, is that a true thing? Yes. I'll tell you why. People, I'm so, I had, I, I sat next to a personal trainer t- once having listened to her tell her client that he couldn't eat corn. Like, oh my God. I just, I, <laughs> I, looked, I looked at her, I looked at him and got up and went and just shook my head and just walked off. Put it oh. this way fructose, fructose is natural. It's natural forming in all fruits, some vegetables, right? But it's bound with fiber, which means it's not fast release. I've checked it and done it, the testing of my blood sugar levels when I eat. Oh proper God, fruit, right. right? It's slow release over time, faster than a carbohydrate like a, a, like rice or or pasta or anything. It's a much, it's still quicker, but it's it's not like sugar where it goes straight up. It's still over time, so it's mm-hmm. actually good. It's an energy source, right? But a slow release and not much. If you ate one orange as opposed to drinking orange juice, one orange is enough. Orange juice is like three oranges. No, you don't do that because there's no fiber. It's just been pressed. But eating fruit, vegetables, definitely eat that stuff. All day long. I make salads with a little bit of lettuce, like iceberg lettuce, and then vegetables. <laughs> it's like a, it's such a chunky salad um, because uh, I, 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 I've never known anyone who's gotten fat from eating too much fruit and vegetables. <laughs> Who was the last person, last person you saw walking down the street eating, fucking eating like six apples and four oranges and then ten bananas? Never happened. And I want to ask the question. I want everyone out there listening. How many times have you eaten an apple and then gone back for another one? <laughs> you know, you're right. Because you're the full. Fiber. But you eat two pieces. You can eat a pizza the size of a dining table and eat the whole damn thing. Oh, my God. You're so right. right. I noticed that last week, right? <laughs> yeah, me too. Rocco's pizza. Oh, my God. I'm not allowed to go there anymore. But so let me explain it. Apple have natural fiber. It's that, that, that the fibrous stuff that we ingest, which that chemical, when it hits the, well, not the, the chemical, the, the nutrients, when it hits the stomach, instantly binds and go, oh, we've got, fi- we've got a heavy thing in here, we're full. Pizza doesn't have it. Bread doesn't have it. It does, and pasta doesn't have those enzymes that an apple has that tells us we're full enough. You don't literally eat an apple and then go, oh, my God, I'm still starving. Give me more. You never. Apples are literally the best thing to suppress appetite because they're natural. Same goes for any fibrous fruit like um, peaches and pears and all those things do the same thing. So do bananas. But they have potassium and all these different things signal different in different ways. That's why we need them all. But so when you think about eating fruit and vegetables, there's only so much you're going to be able to eat anyway. Right. Nobody right. will tell you. It's when you when you decide to go, oh, oh, I want something else. Am I hungry? Am I actually hungry or am I bored? Am I bored? <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> What's funny is, oh, there's so many things. Okay, so, yeah, if you eat, I, I ate the apple and then I had some water and I was like, oh, my God, I'm so full. And I was like, oh, my God, my husband needs to go to the grocery store and buy some more apples. Yes. 
Yes. It's a thing. An apple a day. Apple a day. But, but uh, some people say don't eat fruit after 12 because of the insulin level. Is that correct? Next time someone says that, slap them in the face, tell them to call me because I really am so sick of this bro science where everyone has an opinion of like, shocking, apples are bad for you. Oh, my God. So what, you're saying to me that you shouldn't eat apples after but I'm sure that person drank half a bottle of wine while they're watching Netflix. <laughs> you are let's, hilarious. Let's better for you, right? <laughs> you're so hilarious. Okay, so <laughs> the other thing that I didn't know about until I moved to L.A. was um, – this diet, because I thought of it because I'm like, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm not getting a lot of um, exercise, which I'm going to change now, Cameron, because you've transformed my mind. Uh, <laughs> is uh, it's, a, it's a juice where you put lemon and cayenne pepper, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, water. Do you no. know that? Yeah, it's, a, no, like a, it's, wrong. it's wrong and it's false. Lemon detox diets have been proven do not work. The cayenne pepper is supposed to lift your body temperature so you burn more calories. Again, it's a, it's, it's very minute on how much it actually burns, right? That, that, that's the thing. Um, I have literally tried every bloody thing <laughs> under the sun. <laughs> Things like, like a juice diet is the same as keto. So don't get that wrong. You don't confuse it anyway. It takes carbs out of your system. Over the five days you do the juice cleanse, your body, you don't have sodium, you don't have carbohydrates, you lose water weight, you lose four or five pounds on the scale, and you think, oh, my God, this juice diet cleansing thing is amazing. It's not. You haven't lost any fat yet. <laughs> that takes a good week before that process starts to happen. So it's all just another myth. It's just I'm so – it's terrible. Get on a calorie-controlled diet, eat a balanced group of food from morning to night, energy in, energy out. Your lighter meals should always be at nighttime so you wake up hungry, so you fuel your body for the day. That's how you lose weight, and you do it in six weeks like this. Not even oh kidding. Gosh. Not yeah. even kidding. And on your website, you have different programs that we can um, use. There's a six, a 12-week shred, six-week, 12, four-week four kicker. The four-week Kickstarter is brilliant. It's got a little home workout, body weights, or basic equipment. It's got a great calorie-controlled 1,200-calorie uh, food plan, so you can literally just – with a shopping list, it gives you everything. So you just turn up, tick it all off, and you have breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, and a snack every day. In fact, you save money – buying the groceries than you do buying general food, pizza, takeout and all that stuff. I've had people that say how much money they're saving, which is, um, which is, oh, but I've been doing this for years. This is not like, this is not a brand new thing. I've been coaching people on weight loss and building and transforming the body for years, like five years online, just alone. So I've learned a, a few tricks into and know what works. But again, these fad diets, like if you're looking for a fit, quick fix it's not how it happens you mm -hmm. can't you can't you can't become a brain surgeon without doing the study and the hard work and the sacrifice the same with weight loss there is no five-day fix 10-day cleanse there's doing these these exclusory uh, diets don't work every one of my diet food plans and and this is not me trying to sell them i'm telling for experience so everyone understands they're completely balanced between proteins carbs and fats evenly across the whole thing. I'm not cutting anything out. In the first week, we cut out dairy and gluten because most people's diets are heavy dairy, heavy gluten, and that's why they've had all this inflammatory response. So we want to get all that inflammation down in the first week, and then we reintroduce carbohydrates in a sensible way and controlled. 
Yeah. So we're just trying to get all that inflammation out of your body so your body can function the way it's supposed to. Okay, Cameron. So what, what program is that again? (laughs) The four week Kickstarter. Four week. Okay. I'm clicking on that. I think it's like $42 for the four weeks with program, food plan and shopping list and everything. It's it's a bargain. Uh, and again, that's CameronBurns.com and that's C-A-M-E-R-O-N-B-Y-R-N-E-S. Uh, just Instagram, ask me questions. That's all good. So you give a food list, uh, a list that I could give to my husband and uh-huh. he could go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Fact, it comes in the dashboard so he can just have it on his phone and just tick it off. He can't forget anything. It's a tick. It's a checkbox. So he can't actually forget anything. I texted him the shopping list last Friday, and I also gave it to him verbally, and he wrote it down. No, no. So men, and it didn't work. Men are great, but they need specific instructions. Um, I, I found out what works. Um, you put it into their notes, and you do the little round checkbox. So what they do is they go, they see things erratically on the list and they pick them up as they see them, right? When you give them the checkbox in their notes, in their phone, they'll literally check off the ones as they've got them and they know what they haven't got. Then they go back and get it. Smart. You're a smart man. I'm so glad I'm talking to you. Okay, so (laughs) do you have a program on there for kids during COVID? Well, actually, the funny thing is that the body, the home body weight on the four-week Kickstarter is perfect for kids, right? So I find that mums that buy that program usually have their kids do it with them. And all the food, I have only ever once in the last five years had one parent say their kid didn't like a meal. Their family, they turn them into family-friendly meals and the whole family wants them. So is HelloFresh a sponsor? No, <laughs> they probably should. <laughs> um, HelloFresh is HelloFresh is like look. HelloFresh is great if you don't have time or you're not motivated, but you want to you want to get back into cooking, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't have all the motivation to do it, and you need something that where you just walk into the fridge, pull out the bag, and everything's in it, and you just go, "I'm just going to follow the recipe and just start to yeah. learn to like cooking again." Yes, right? yes. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Will, your your PR extraordinaire. I'm just like, get him on HelloFresh and the what Nova? Nova? Nova Rabbit. Oh, don't worry about yeah, that. No. <laughs> don't worry about that. I'm just joking. But, but Guardian uh, Connect, Guardian Connect to give me this little little CGM that I'll show you. It's this little cool thing. That that there, that uh-huh. tells me what blood sugar. So Guardian Connect, they're cool. Oh, okay. And it that's makes more. my life feel normal. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. You've shared so many wonderful things with us. And um I again I I and I'm not saying this just to say it, but I do feel transformed. I feel inspired that I can actually do something. Um, yes. Yeah. And we all can during this time. It's, it's, it's tough, but we can do it, right? Look, can I just tell you to everyone, the best advice is this. Wake up, do your little morning coffee, tea, whatever it is that you do. Wash your face. Just alert up. Sit down and plan your day. Like literally, if you're at home or you've got everything, you've got kids to take care of, if you don't plan from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, if you don't plan to do these things in a list order, they just don't get done and don't, you don't feel useful. If you plan out your exercise and your chores and the grocery shopping or the cooking and everything, you plan it out into like hour blocks, you're going to, you actually get to the end of the day feeling like you've done something like really productive and you feel proud of yourself. That's, that's yes. my number one tip for Corona. 
Well, great. Well, thank you so much. Again, Cameron, how can we get in touch with you? Follow you on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. Instagram and Facebook. But um, yeah, Cameron Burns PT. Cameron Burns PT. Yeah, for personal training. Yeah. Okay. Yes, transformational coach, personal trainer. Well, Thanks, I thank Cameron. you so much, Cameron. And oh. I'm so happy that you're like a well-balanced you know, transformational coach. Cause you know, you see some people that are great with their upper body and they're like, and then their lower body looks like, you know, stick. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. but it's true. It's like, you are, you are the product and what, what we see on Instagram um, is like, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. I can possibly get a six pack. If I follow your, well, I'm, 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 I'm like forty in Dadland, and I, I guess what as uh, two things in my mind, I want to stay youthful, so not su- not suppressing to I can't. It's too hard. Um, I'm, I'm older now. I should be doing different things. I should act my age. I don't I don't adhere to any of that. So I want to like I want to think like I'm late twenties, early thirties. That's the first thing, which means I can train and exercise every day in some form. That's so it's so. So if somebody would like to exercise with you, like, you know, via whatever video like yeah. we're doing right now, um, it, do you do that? Uh, yeah, I do. Not a lot. Not, not, off, not often, but um, yeah, I definitely do that for sure. <laughs> All right. And they could get a hold of you on your website. Yeah, Cameron. Just read that. I'm friendly. I don't bite. <laughs> oh, great. Well, thank you thank again, you. Cameron. I'm uh, truly a joy to have you on the show. I'm going to have you back, honestly. Well, when I come back, I want to talk about fasting and how to do it properly because that's the biggest misconception on how to do it. And I want to give you give your listeners like all the real info behind fasting and how to make it work. Okay. We need to do that because... I've been told <laughs> so many things. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm not going to do the lemon juice fast. Sorry. You said that doesn't work. <laughs> uh, thank you. There's a there's a green juice fast that I did that for three days. I don't uh, I don't think that worked. And then there's there's just so many things out there you don't know. There's so many. This my best advice is if you want to try anything that's going to work that really will work is keto for two weeks. Okay, well, meat free day. If you do meat and three veg, I promise you now, like you will lose weight. Control the portion sizes, but meat and three veg, winner every time. <laughs> my my theory is that everyone that's listening to this episode will be healthy and fit in four weeks, and we're going to walk around with six pack abs like you, ready for summer. Healthy. Ready, ready for <laughs> summer, right? Corona summer, twenty twenty. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Well, thank you again. Cameron Burns, transformational coach. Um, Such a pleasure to have you on. Again, go to CameronBurns.com. That's B-Y-R-N-E-S.com. And you can start your four-week program, which I'm going to start. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I wanted to ask you one thing. I saw something on your website that said seven burpees. Or was that on your Twitter? You you were talking about burpees, and but it was in, a lot of like, burpees. I talk about a lot of burpees, so I I have them as punishments. I have them as reward. <laughs> um, actually, no. So it might have been one of my blog posts, and I, I'm saying uh, ten burpees a day keeps the doctor away, right? Really. Yeah, because it's such a high impact, and it doesn't need to be ten. You can get better, and every week you add another two. 
So every seven days, you do 10 burpees a day. Next week is 12 burpees for seven days. Then you do 15 burpees for seven days. And, and literally, that's it. You do your 15, and then you're done for the day. Why, why are burpees so... Because they're such a high intensity. The heart rate's up. The blood circulation's up. It's like doing a 100-meter sprint, right? Okay. okay. Got it. Got it. I, I, My thing is at home, keep it simple. Just keep it yeah. simple. <laughs> keep it simple. And I'll tell you, and just so for everyone out there, you, you, we're watching on Instagram more than ever, everyone doing their videoing their home workouts. If I see one more, I'm going to reach down Instagram and just grab them. <laughs> It's oh my true. god, you're awesome. Keep it bloody simple. Like, yes. Like, said, like most people can't do those workouts. Most people don't even have the strength to do those workouts. Like they're just not going to do it. So yeah. for all those people at home, like intimidated by all these people doing Instagram workouts, don't be. Just forget about them. Like you do your own pace. Keep it simple. Just move. Just move each day. Awesome. Thank you again, Cameron. Right. I'll talk to you next time. I'm Lafern Cusack. This is 710 ESPN. You've been listening to The Experience with Lafern Cusack. Getting the residents of Los Angeles, Orange County, and all of Southern California closer to their community. It's The Experience with Lafern Cusack on 710 ESPN.